0: Our grog. Hello and welcome to the Cider Shed podcast. It's me, Peter Fickling, with Kerry Warbis and Matthew Weir. Uh, Kerry and I are dog-tired, so Matthew, you're going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting, especially considering you've got local elections thundering in the background up and down your street.
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't seem to do the old door-to-door canvassing here. Instead, what they do is drive like a three-wheeler car around the neighbourhood, shouting on a loud hailer, playing terrible songs. Um <laughs> on like a public address. so
0: Brian Ferry, up
1: and down the streets of Porto. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, if Brian Ferry was running, he'd get my vote. <laughs> at, this, at this point, the guy that keeps doing laps around mine, I've started to imagine my bedroom window is like the Texas-Dallas book depository. Oh, stop it.
0: <laughs> what would, um, what would uh, Brian Ferry's manifesto be, um, Kerry? Kerry is Brian Ferry's number one fan, by well, the way. Well, he's
2: actually got an album called Manifesto. Oh. Or a track called Manifesto. Is it possible yeah.
0: that was some kind of weird subconscious connection in my mind? Yeah, I Maybe. think it probably yeah.
2: was. You've, you, you've seen his lovely, lovely face with those <laughs> words close by, haven't you?
1: I think he'd be pointing at the other part of his manifesto and saying, you need more than this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it better that they go round on the three-wheeler thingy than knock on your door? That I hate it when people come and knock on your door. You know, for charity or I always feel awful for them for doing that job, bless them. I don't feel so awful for Jehovah's Witnesses. There's on our street WhatsApp group, they um, send an alarm round saying that they're coming, they're coming so that you can hide.
1: I once had, uh, during a local election in Dublin, Sinn Féin knocked on my door and I've never faked an Aussie accent so fast in my life.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Have you got anything going on up your end, Peter? (laughs)
0: it's <laughs> well, a very personal question um no it's all uh we've had illness in the house so um my aforementioned Aww. tiredness is is just uh yeah it's child illness my illness and my lovely wife's illness and we're all um back to full health now so hopefully this weekend will be tolerable i can't i can't wait they just just an extra half an hour in bed that's all i you know this mm. is the whole point of parenthood isn't it your life becomes just um counting the minutes between sleep yeah
2: <laughs> It does a bit, yeah. It's good when they get to the stage where you can't get them up. I quite like that.
0: Oh, yes, because their stupid little brains are developing. Mm -hmm. Speaking of
1: arrested development, Chris. Okay, yeah. Was it the wisest idea for Chris to try and get over his recent troubles with Alice by going down the bull and getting absolutely trashed?
0: (laughs) I think the the lack of wisdom was more on the behalf of the people who decided to hang out with him. I mean, (laughs) I really went off Chris this week. He sounded like the worst person to hang out with.
2: I I wondered where Harrison was because he said it was a night out with Harrison and Fallon, wasn't
1: it? He had to work.
2: Oh, I missed that. Okay. He had to
1: work and Fallon had to work late. So she couldn't be there till like after eight or something. Ah,
0: okay. He's already a few points in. Yeah.
1: Mm. And did Amy get there first?
2: Yeah, because Fallon, she was slightly late because she forgot to set her burglar alarm, didn't she? Mm. So they were sort of already mentioning things about, you know, protecting your home
0: against things. Getting us <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, 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 emotionally in the right in the right mm. place.
2: Mm.
1: It's horrible that thing as well, isn't it? Where you've got someone who's so clearly on a mission to get tanked, and mm. his his friends. I like no just a coffee or fallon was already giving out about the fact that he'd given her a large pinot grigio mm. rather than a medium one chris's pronunciation of pinot grigio by the way <laughs> completely on point
2: because <laughs> he kind of said oh that's so we don't have to keep going back to and fro to the bar or something didn't he like uh, no you could tell he was on one straight away
0: I, I i used to do that when i was drinking i would go up to the bar and i'd order two pints Maybe like oh you know you're on your own. I'd be like yeah, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> that first one will not be hanging around long. Yeah. So yeah.
2: What did you reckon to his um, scrambled egg option of hangover cure?
1: I, I'm down with that. I, I probably mm. one of the quickest things you can rustle up. And I mean, Alice said that that was what she used to swear mm. by as a hangover cure because it was the only thing
0: she could face. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's it just seems. It just seems naive of the scriptwriters. It's a bacon sandwich with, and then the only choice is whether you have um, brown or red sauce on there. Is that not right?
2: No, that's wrong as well.
0: <laughs> is it? Pure
1: pure grease on your bacon sandwich for me.
2: I never, ever have sauce on my bacon sandwich, but I wouldn't have that as a hangover cure. It would be a full English, the whole lot, I think. And
1: with, with the beans in a separate pot.
2: Yeah, definitely. Or no beans, actually. Yeah, you know.
0: Absolutely no beans.
2: Yeah, me, me, uh, me too. Preferable. Stand-
0: Slight segue. Uh, mm. I saw something on um, TikTok today that I feel will really appeal to both of you. It was called a colonial skillet. Have you heard of that? Ooh. No. So what? Has... what are
2: you doing on TikTok, Peter? I'm a
1: trainer. Peter is and... like one of yeah. three people I know on TikTok. He's down with the kids.
0: I've, oh. I've managed to also. I've managed to train TikTok to stop showing me um, sexy women writhing, which has been taken quite a while. For, it's been- <laughs> you've you've trained it. Well, by boringly, by boringly, because it, it, the, it, the way the algorithm works is it tracks how much of a video you watch and which ones you watch, obviously. Mm. So because I'm so relentlessly watching videos of people cooking and doing DIY, it says, like, oh, he really doesn't want to look at sexy young women. Oh. Let's give him the, the cooking stuff. So mm. a colonial skillet. Mm. Imagine a two... So it basically it's a, 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 a rectangular space with two square spaces next to it. You cook the bacon in the rectangular space, and then you mm-hmm. can tip the skillet to pour the grease into the two. Ah, uh, I know what you're talking. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: I've seen this.
0: So, so basically, you know, the um, you get you know you have the bacon cooking, crisping for the last bit,
2: yeah,
0: without the grease, and then you've got the egg the eggs cooking perfectly in the little two pockets mm-hmm. of grease. I was hundred percent sold on it. And immediately started um, doing a deep dive into Twitter to see how I could get one.
2: Nice the colonial hangover skillet.
0: Yeah, I shall I shall do some research and see if I can find a an appropriately priced one on Amazon to put a link into the show, so people can see what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's the kind of quality content you get. So on the, <laughs> on the, on the so subject. going
1: back to Chris being arsehole mm. um, and what he used to get over it. What did you think? Just to jump forward quickly a little bit, the idea that you know Amy said. Will Alice be there? <laughs> Are you going out to get trashed in the bull? Is Alice coming along? You know, it just yeah. seems very strange, all of that.
2: Well, is it because Amy does fancy him and she was scoping that out, that situation?
1: Ooh, very controversial, isn't it? Amy, fancy and Chris. Yeah. Um, Why is Chris. Why is it controversial? It just seems to be upsetting a lot of people on Twitter. I don't why know if it? it's just, I don't know. The, the vicar's daughter, maybe. The fact that Alice seems, to, until things that we will talk about later, um, Alice seemed to still be very much in the picture. Do vicar's I mean, what, daughters not have genitals? No, I think they do. I think yeah. they do. Okay. Oh, let me just check. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> um, <laughs> yes, they do. Um, I mean, Amy, I don't want to really go in hard on the actress, but there's something... Can't. There's something quite robotic. Remember your audience about like her, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. And there's that bit where she was saying with Fallon about living with her parents, it's character building. And I was like, yeah, please. Let anything be character building with Amy because <laughs> she's just so drab yeah. since she's come back. I mean, her Thank and Chris you. have had the same conversation about three times.
2: Yeah, she is boring.
0: Well, the scriptwriters have to jump through hoops every now and again to get kind of um young blood into the village so that you know they can keep all these people pairing off in kind of credible relationships so they brought beth in via vince casey and they've also brought amy back which is entirely logical and they've made them heart-stoppingly dull it's quite you know it's quite an achievement to make these two young women so boring at the expense of who as well we've lost rory true yeah
2: yeah and i didn't you think amy and fallon sounded quite similar as well when they were chatting together the two of them it was like it was one person sort of talking to themselves for a bit. I know Fallon's got a slight bit of a Cadbury's caramel twang about her, but um...
1: I'll stop it, Harry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a Cadbury's caramel twang?
1: That's going to enter the urban dictionary.
2: <laughs>
1: Might have one of those straight after the show. <laughs>
2: Oh, I don't know. They just sounded quite similar to me. I got told off for saying it on Twitter, so I'm probably wrong.
1: I think it was that register of the fact that they were talking slightly loudly in the pub, wasn't it? Mm. Even though it's the bull. But there was a little, they alluded to it later there to walk Chris home, didn't they? I was quite curious Mm. when he was snoring. Do you think he snores and then the the actor snores and then they add that track afterwards? (laughs) Or does he just have to sit there pretending to snore while they talk over him?
2: (laughs) Or do they use a stock sound of a snore?
1: Mm, I think it was definitely Chris. It was, it was definitely our Chris be, we, We're
0: experts after producing our incredible <laughs>
1: um,
0: audio plays for Kerry last week. We <laughs> we know all of the um, the the tips and tricks for you know these kind of um, highfalutin you know productions. Yeah, and, that's true.
2: And what did he do to Cecil Jackson? Do you think
1: we found out through t- when? Brian mentioned to Jennifer tonight that he bumped into a guy at Farm Supplies who gave him all the dirt.
2: Yeah. What was it?
1: Uh, apparently he, well, I, I thought initially he tried to snog Cecil, which apparently it wasn't. Oh. He he put his arm around him and made some comment about him because it was it was mentioned in the past that on the night, I think that Cecil's a bit of a tight arse, isn't he? Doesn't like mm. parting with his money. So I think apparently Chris said something like, uh, cheers to Cecil, the man with the smallest wallet the smallest wallet and the tightest no not the tightest the oh, <laughs> the largest marrow oh god
2: he's got a large marrow uh,
1: apparently and How then apparent and then apparently um chris won best award for collage on a cribbage board <laughs>
2: What was that? His dinner on the cribbage board coming out of his
1: nose. Yeah, apparently he parked a tiger all over a cribbage board.
2: Oh, I mean, staggering home and throwing up and being put in the recovery position. It's a bit, yeah.
0: I, that's never happened to me. Not once in my life have I needed putting to bed. I, and, I, you know, I mean, my my fond relationship with alcohol is reasonably well mm. documented. Yes. You know, I don't I just don't get how I don't understand how people get in that state. It's um, it's quite something to, you know, you have to really, really overdo it, don't you? Or, I mean, it's, it's, and it's not even just being a lightweight, because normally if people are lightweights, they just keel over before they even get that far.
2: Yeah, he hadn't eaten much, had he? He'd had a, a ham toasty and some crisps for dinner.
0: Mm. That's a sensible dinner.
1: <laughs> if you're in the pub. I mean, surely, Kerry, you've gone to the pub after work and <laughs> kind of skipped a main a main course or two.
2: Yes, I have. Yes, I have indeed. Yeah, because Fallon sort of went, what's wrong with mum's menu? Didn't you?
1: So apparently, yeah, um, Jolene had to throw him out but, mm. from all accounts. So yeah, v- yeah. Um, fell over, vomed on the cribbage board. I don't know if anyone was actually playing on it at the time. That would be great if they were. And, yeah, and then Alice, and Alan, not Alice, Amy and uh, Fallon had to guide him home.
2: Yeah, he was. they were very casual the next morning, weren't they, Alice and
1: Chris? Yeah, that's what I meant. It was strange, yeah. wasn't it? That she was so cool about the fact that he'd just been out getting hammered the night before.
2: But do you think there's any germ of something to do with... Because he got so trashed and then she sort of went, do you want another drink? Didn't she? Suggested that he carries on or has the hair of the dog. Do you think there was any part of her that was thinking... His moral high ground sort of slipped just a little bit
1: here. If she did, she didn't let that seem obvious, didn't she? She was very much the carer and, you know, you're doing better than me if you don't want another drink. Yeah. So, But I did get that impression that he didn't seem to have any shame about the fact that mm. his wife is a recovering alcoholic and here he is still drunk stroke hungover and mm. she's there with the daughter. It's not great, is it? I mean, is it meant to be this... Well, I can do this because he didn't he say my body is different to yours?
2: Essentially, yeah. I'm
1: not an addict. And I was like, well, yeah, great way to rub it in me. <laughs> you know, I don't think this is, she needs that.
0: I was kind of on the fence about that. On the one hand, Alice's, it's Alice's responsibility to, Acclimatise herself to the you know the world that surrounds her, and that you know other people shouldn't have to curtail their. They should be sent. They obviously her friends and family should be sensitive mm. to her needs, but ultimately she needs to you know live amongst people who don't have her problem. But yeah, it did seem a bit weird that having you know having self evidently got himself in this pickle. It did seem weird how he just banged on about it so sort of thoughtlessly, at the same time.
2: Yeah, that's Chris all over, isn't it, really?
0: Thoughtless, yeah. Yeah. In, in in a very literal and kind of like, and the phrase, you know, literally and also in the phrase.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was funny when, well, not funny, but I noticed he said, I still love you, Alice. And she said, and I've got so much love for you, Chris.
1: <laughs> yes, there was no I love you return there, was there?
2: No, no.
0: I did. Um, I mean, it's just very sort of amateur psychology but sort of I did think about the fact that it was like in the past he was always nice Chris and that was the only it was like Chris supporting his dad doing some bell ringing Chris comes to the rescue when Harrison has a problem like Chris didn't have any personality beyond just being someone who turned up in a bit of a crisis mm. and added some sort of elbow grease to the situation so really Chris as a character has sort of appeared you know, in in all the dimensions over the duration of Alice's sort of alcoholism plot line and you do sort of understand why she wouldn't want to be with him, having heard this latest version of him. He's also very stupid, and she's advertised as this very clever woman. I mean, I don't; she doesn't seem that clever mm. to me. But you know, we're always told how clever Alice is and how bright and sort of potential—you know—bright she is with how much potential. So, one one amateur psych- psychological um, theory is that the booze was part of a way of kind of reconciling her life with this dullard. Yeah, and then the second one is that now clear-headed, whether it was intentional or subconscious, to my first theory, she's now, she just can't cope with being with this man. He offers nothing to her.
2: Yeah, exactly. I was thinking that as well, spot on. I think, you know, she also, another side to that is that this sort of, let's get Alice back to how she was. I mean, do they know how long she has had this uh, alcohol problem? Because I think the Alice that they want back is perhaps... Early alcoholic Alice, you know when nice when was she last? Yeah, when was she last actually sober? And it really did occur to me that maybe now that she is having spells of sobriety, that she's actually realizing how little she and Chris actually have in common.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like this this idea that she's kind of waking up. She's like, oh, oh my god, I married a guy who makes horseshoes. What have I done with my life?
2: <laughs> I know there's a there's someone. Yeah, I know who had an addiction problem. And when they stopped, they quit, they could see in the cold light of day that their relationship was terrible and they split up. Mm. You know, that so it could have an element of that. Obviously, she's saying she needs to get be away from him to get sober and stay sober and stuff. But
0: I wonder,
1: it's a bloody great excuse, isn't it? To cut and run.
0: it's also it's also inconsistent isn't it because last week it was like i love him so much but you know i but i have to do this and then this week it was a lot more kind of you know yeah it's over
1: well it was banjo that talked her into it
0: (laughs) you i don't remember this was there some was there some scene where she was being wistful on banjo she she
1: came back because she went to the stables Mm. and she asked i mean she asked if she could get banjo out for one last time before she was sold and then shula assumed oh i thought you'd want to ride her so she went off for a ride And when she came back she went he's a great listener he never criticizes and she said you know i suddenly thought clearly and alive and i she resolved she said she said something to the effect of like she managed to resolve something in her head when she was out with Mm -hmm. banjo so essentially, she basically asked Banjo, you know, should I divorce Chris?" <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, look at the state of these fucking shoes he put on me." Yeah. definitely.
2: yeah, she's now not selling banjo. She's shacking up with banjo as an alternative <laughs>
0: so she's she sold banjo and she paid for her rehab and a magic eight ball with the money, so that you know to to take the.
1: <laughs> also, she's going to ride the lively horses for Shula because Shula's having some kind of PTSD from getting fr- thrown off roly. There was a great bit tonight where mm-hmm. um, Shula said, I can imagine the animals getting spooked and throwing me. I was like, yep, yeah, so could I. <laughs> <laughs> it's all we think about.
0: <laughs> yeah, because the, the Thursday show is always quite tricky because I have to kind of, um, uh, sort of do the boy Get the boys' supper ready, and then and then sort of listen to the show and get ready to do the recording all at the same time. Yeah. I think Kerry has the same problem with doing the tweet along on the show, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I miss so much of the sur- Thursday show. So a lot of all these things that Matthew says, I'm always like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, but I didn't realise that I didn't realise that Shula was giving that stuff to to Alice for, um, you know, to help her with her, you know, that she had issues.
2: Yeah, the notes that I put down about Thursday's episode, which is tonight, uh, four things. One was Jen was making soup.
1: <laughs> okay, banjo. that was that happened.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh god, here we go, soup again. Uh, banjo selling. Yes. Divorce. Okay. And then Brian's fear of a financial hole in Bridge Farm shaped like Chris Carter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very it was a really relatable good. episode, wasn't it? Um mm-hmm. the the angst of oh my god, I can't believe I've got to lose a horse, a whole actual horse, a horse that I can ride that costs a fortune. Oh my god, the audience is really gonna understand this uh, this angst. And then Brian's equally powerful, you know, his immediate concern <laughs> for his daughter, oh my god, what about the effect this has on my portfolio? Yeah.
1: Yes. well they've they've been teasing that, haven't they, for a couple of episodes, because it was like the nest will always be your home. And Jenny was like, "Why did he ever think we'd want him out of the nest?" And then suddenly Brian's like, "Divorce! <laughs> the bloody Carters are going to take half a Bridge Farm. What are we going to do?"
0: Yeah, uh, someone might tap Brian on the shoulder and say, "Do you know, what, Brian? You've you've done very well to avoid your farm being, you know, carved up because of various infidelities and various potential marriage failures. So maybe you know, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Maybe just take this one on the chin."
2: No, I think I think it. It's fair play. (laughs) Yeah, not blind loyalty. I'm not the only one. I saw Brian Holding on Twitter. He said it as well. You know, whilst he might have jumped to it a little quickly, (laughs) um, you know, he's put loads of work into that. And to sort of suddenly think, oh my god, like a load of it might just get split and given to this oik. It's it's a fair concern, (laughs) I think.
1: Yeah, I like the way that Jen said. Well, he has his own business. And Brian's like,
2: get stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> it's no comparison, is it?
1: Jesus. There was also an interesting point. Um, Jenny was busy compiling her weekly or monthly email to Debbie. And Brian said, can you ask her how it affects blah, 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 the new changes to the Land Protection Act? which incorporated into that, I think, is that bloody right to pour pollute raw sewage into water <laughs> that's come mm. out recently. And I was like, why would Brian want to know about that? I wonder. Oh, has he got some more he needs to get rid of? <laughs> yes. Perhaps he's thinking of putting Chris in an acid bath and pouring him into the an.
0: Oh, yeah. Kerry, do, do, do you know about the the um the fact that the, thanks to the Tory government, there's a whole load more pollution getting, getting poured into our waterways?
2: I didn't know that, no.
0: I
1: think that happened yeah. while you were off in Mallorca, yeah. So they they basically, uh, they've lightened up the regulation on raw sewage going straight into the water now.
2: For God's sake. Yeah. Oh, 20 quid off people's benefits as well. Yeah.
0: What it's, the hell? It's, it's it's remarkable the complicity of I mean regardless of whether you vote for Conservative or Labour or whatever you know it it is without doubt that this government is being given a free ride by the press and they just this stuff does not get mentioned like mm-hmm. uh, you know the fact that it should be it should be you know sort of front five pages every day for weeks information like that but anyway
1: yeah. on a much smaller scale I had a very very good fun back and forth with the post office. Twitter account today. <laughs> oh,
0: <God. laughs> I saw that. I didn't. Which that. is
1: which was absolutely stunning.
0: Matthew, yeah. we're um, consumer rights champion.
1: Oh, yeah. I
2: I did that with Curry's PC World once, and I owned them hard.
1: Was it because the person in Curry's didn't have a basic grasp of Latin? <laughs> no, is that what you went with? No, that's what Alan Partridge ticks <laughs> oh, the guy <laughs> He brings oh. curries to order some speakers. and oh. I think he says apropos, and he goes, "It's Latin." He said, "You should have a should have a basic grasp of Latin if you're working in curries.
2: <laughs> well, speaking of politics, I've got Keir Starmer coming round my e- end next week.
1: <laughs> is he coming in a car with a loud hailer on top?
2: Yes, he is. You might be able to hear him next week's recording.
0: Well, it? Yeah. So, well, sorry, is this is he's um. Well, he's, he's canvassing Brighton now.
2: Labour Party conference is in. Britain, oh, Mexico. of course. Yes. Of course.
0: Mm. Stupid me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, we'll make him welcome. I will. He's, he might be everyone's cup of tea. but He seems like a decent man.
2: He's pretty invisible on my radar, to be honest. But you know, yeah, mine too. Might be
0: yeah.
1: my fault. No, I don't think it's your fault, Kerry.
0: Well, I mean, Chris Carter. I hope will soon be invisible on my radar. I- <laughs> uh i'm absolutely sick mm. to death of him
1: I, do you I, think that one or the oh, i don't think chris is going anywhere do you think this is alice's cue to
0: vanish please i hope she will please 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 vanish i just i have everyone's heard me say this before i'm done i'm done with this plot line it's got to finish they keep on adding extra extra layers to it, I mean, it, it they keep on forgetting that they, it's, it's not real life it's a silly soap opera they can just you know they can just move on anyway no, sorry she,
2: she seems to be sort of having a rare old time with martha and stuff i don't, I don't she think she what, she did say uh, no not no but i don't think she's going to disappear is what i mean she mm. said um, you know i'm determined for martha to have a proper mother or something along those lines as if she's you know she's going to do her best
0: it's at least 10 years before. I mean, like proper mother. I mean, just like wipe its ass, make sure it's fed. So we need to do for the first couple of years, smile at it a bit. I mean, it's not that difficult. No.
1: Uh, sorry. Poor Cyrus. <laughs> When's your book coming out, Peter?
0: Parenting the jaded way. Yeah, yeah. Tattoo its name on its forehead. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I think, the, the um that you know I think I hmm, I think that it's it this kind of like this fondness for just showering children in praise is as damaging as uh as as um as ignoring them or being sort of you know mm-hmm. being abusive, and I, and I I think that um I think that Alice will do very well to take a more kind of to add a bit of Jim Lloyd to her mix when she's doing mm-hmm. uh, some parenting you know obviously it's damaged um Fiona and um Alistair a bit but I think you know a bit of Jim Lloyd style parenting is is out of fashion but I think it should be brought back into fashion you can imagine what an unfeeling uncaring parent I am
2: <laughs> I know that you're not
0: at all <laughs> yeah. um
2: but yeah it, it's true though you see loads of like kids getting up to nonsense and being really loud and obnoxious and their parents very close by just letting them do it I can't stand it
1: (laughs) running around pubs is a bit of a a bugbear of mine
2: yeah just being awful annoying like can you not hear your own child is there some sort of deafness selectively about people's own kids when they're being horrible
0: yeah I I, am I I mean I, I mean, I haven't had a drink in 16 months um, and, you know, I, I did say last week that potentially for something as special as a, a Matthew Kerry and Peter first ever meetup, I might, you know, tip a couple down my throat, but th- that's a separate, I mean, in America where I used to live, you, the kids are not allowed in, in pubs and bars, just not allowed in them. Like, you know, I remember one of my um, friends who's a barman getting uncharacteristically stroppy because a friend snuck his baby in. And he was like, look, you know, you're risking, it. you know, he got really angry about it because of mm. just the like, implications for him. But like, I sort of like, yeah, I, I, it's it's really selfish to just sort of yep. to, to make, use the rest of the pub's unpaid um, babysitters for you. Yeah. And uh, mate, mates of mine used to work in a, a very posh pub that used to, you know, it's like rammed with shit-faced um, kind of like yummy mummies and whatever. The, what's the dad equivalent of a yummy mummy? Um, a a, a filth. Daddy? <laughs> yeah um a, a, some gout filled Dilf, Dilf, Dilf yeah. filth so Dilfs and milfs filling up the pub all drunk on a sunday afternoon with the excuse of a football match to kind of like keep them there for several hours and they they're, they're doing things like pushing dirty nappies down the back of the you know benches and stuff it's oh just like, it's unbearable God. you know yeah anyway. at least
1: throw it in the tv screen when the other team scores <laughs>
0: When Chelsea scores, yes, throw the theses at the screen. Hey,
2: West Ham did all right, didn't they, Peter? Well yeah, done.
0: Yeah, well, well, we've had this conversation. I mean, we've had this conversation on WhatsApp several times. My problem is when it comes to criticising Chelsea is my team, West Ham, are just as bad. So I don't feel like I'm on a moral high ground when I'm kind of criticising. But Kerry's teams, Brighton and Arsenal, are likeable, kind of more morally secure teams, I feel.
1: Mm. You mean they're funny? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're
0: uh, they're they didn't use lovely th- brighton are doing very well oh I mean, and um graham potter is an absolutely beautiful man i love that man yeah. i tell you any- what if
1: I, if I put graham potter into the the search engine at the top of my whatsapp it just brings up a million messages from peter singing his praises
0: <laughs> really <laughs> yeah it's That's very strange come- well, but do you know about his career in Norway? He used to get his players to run around, um, doing ballet and going and giving local kind of libretto, doing lo- librettos at kind of local amateur dramatics and stuff. And he ended up in Brighton, well, via Swansea. But like he, yeah, <laughs> he, um, he, you know, this was this is how he built his career was by being this kind of, um, you know,
1: oh.
0: open minded and kind of you know sort of intelligent and
2: a and bit like Arsene Wenger.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think there's yeah there's a kind of a, a commonality between the two. Teams. Yeah, apparently
1: Arsene Wenger's Rumba is a
0: riot. <laughs> I like Arsene Wenger. Yeah. I think he's um yeah. Uh, so we can we can add we can add um, Chelsea, um, Brighton and Arsenal to another podcast offshoot that <laughs> yes. we're gonna be doing. Oh, talking of which, uh, mm. um, a bit of bookkeeping, we had a incredible, incredible good numbers last week. Did you know this, Kerry? Well, Did you that- see I posted a few of them? So it's gonna trigger the Warbis episode. <laughs>
2: Yeah do the um listening public want the Warbis episode? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not convinced. I am game.
0: We never bothered to actually ask if people want the war- so so for newer listeners for for the people who weren't part of the the original promise was I think on episode 1 or 2 was that if we doubled our listenership then we would we would do a Kerry Warbis interview episode and then if we doubled that we would then do a Matthew Weir one. But um, we had like uh, our numbers were really good from the beginning and they soared up, soared up and up and up and up and up. And then they kind of just plateaued under the crucial doubling. And we've never been liars, so we weren't going to fudge it just to do the Kerry episode. But I think this week is going to be, we're going we're to have doubled our original listenership, which, as I said, was already pretty healthy. Yeah. So if you, if you do want to uh, pick at the scabs of um, Kerry's... <laughs> biography find out when did she first become a, a, a lamb addict why brian ferry why brian's in general um, <laughs> uh, um you know where does dipsomania end and um, alistom begin you know all these sort of things um no Kerry, you know these questions need asking and you know you you will have the right of reply
1: i have it on good authority that there's a chap in porto possibly lisbon called matthew wire who has several probing questions for Kerry. <laughs>
2: I have said it's on the record that I'll answer anything. So just go for it. I just think no one will bother to ask anything. So, you know, I'm laying down my pork-scratching ridden gauntlet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the thing about this as well, like we've, it's almost like Jurassic Park, isn't it? We thought for so long about whether we could have this episode, we haven't thought about whether we should.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, maybe we should field some feedback from people. Let us know what you think out there, or just send in some questions.
0: At worst, we can downgrade it to a kind of five-minute tack-on at the end where uh, Matthew and I just kind of ask you some deeply okay. personal questions and yeah, see if yeah. we can get you to crack.
2: Okay.
1: Will there be a
0: general knowledge round? <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, oh, yeah that would throw be some one. of that if, in as well. If we do a full episode, <laughs> let's definitely have a Kerry- um, gives us some questions. Who knows, Will be better competition, me and Matthew.
1: Well, we could do one of those um, quotes, quizzes, where you have to say, was it Graham Potter or Idi Amin? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, mm. Yeah, well, we're definitely not having a hilarious birthday-based um, uh, um, section. Um, you know, Richard Osmond can keep that. Uh, to yeah. some, oh, a lot God, I caught
1: that this week. The tail really end of it, and within about five seconds, someone went, "Ooh, that's interesting." <laughs> Told was, you. Yeah. you, bloody warned me about this.
2: <laughs> I, I that cannot continue. It's got to be panned and and binned and other similar words. I think, yeah, just like um, Tony's crumble. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, Tony. Tony was. Uh, I was having a laugh today because um, Tony was uh, obviously securing um helen's house against um the potential invasion from rob titchener Mm. and i was imagining him installing about 1200 one in 20th scale locks up and down the door (laughs) you know all with the individual tiny keys to match he just he he can only work in these tiny kind of like tiny scales
2: that is brilliant
0: um um, yeah that was a (laughs) me laughing when i was in in the co-op i was a bit disturbed with
1: the beginning of monday's episode because it was just tony going I didn't think it was physically possible, Pat. (laughs) I know. Yeah, that was worrying, wasn't it? It It's like, what's he
2: done with the Earl of St. Germans? Yeah, Uh, yeah, got it right up, he did. Um, (laughs) Yeah, blackberry crumble with cinnamon though, yuck.
1: Yeah, it's apple crumble with cinnamon, isn't it? He's an absolute savage. Yeah, Mm. it was
2: clear that he'd made a faux pas, hadn't he? Because later Pat was wincing when he was trying to bring it to the harvest supper who has those by the way
1: not
0: me knowingly no i've always wanted to have a go on one of those um fancy um loaves of bread baked into the shape of a um corn sheath
2: oh the harvest festival type thing yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah. when you say you've always wanted to have a go on one what do you mean not
0: american pie style matthew okay Uh, (laughs) uh, not fresh out of the mm -hmm. oven I don't want to, you know, um Charlotte comes home early from work and I'm there balls <laughs> deep in a <laughs> in a wheat sheaf. No, that's not what <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. Um no, I just mean that I'm sort of, you know, you see them as a kid and they're so alluring and mm. so kind of shiny and you just want to feel them, but you're not allowed to, you know, allowed nowhere near them. Yeah. Are they edible? What do they feel like? I always animals?
1: suspected they were just plastic when they were on the in the kind of the bay windows of the church and stuff like that. Yeah, because very... they were very
2: shiny, weren't they? As if they were varnished almost, even though they were meant to be bread. Were they yes. really bread? Who made them? How do you make
0: them? Yeah, uh, so imagine having to walk past security in the suicide nets to do a 14 hour shift in a Chinese factory making plastic wheat sh- sheets for the <laughs> Church of England community in England. Yeah,
2: for David like... and
0: Ruth. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is at least with a pair of trainers, you can imagine someone kind of like you know, uh, what's the Nike? What's the Nike? Um, just slogan. It. Just doing it. Yeah, let's. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I see the same for you and the harvest loaf. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's just shouting. Just do it. Just.
0: Do it. I no. I know I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do sex talk with my wheat sheath. <laughs> it just would be you know. I'm going to treat it with the respect, wine it and dine it um community um but anyway um yeah <laughs> enough about me having sex with bread uh, <laughs> so they're, they're obviously like so you've got the domestic the calm domestic situation they uh, they have the space and energy to kind of like bicker about lightly bicker about silly things like cinnamon in um in crumbles mm. and then slowly the deep shadow of rob titchener is cast over the you know over their uh, uh, their respective communities
2: yes I really want him to come back. That's one thing. Kill, (laughs) kill, kill. Yeah, shake things up a bit. And secondly, I think they're really massively overreacting. All that's happened is there's a footprint. Um, A man has been seen in the street doing nothing and a gate clanged.
1: Yeah, the gate was left open, though, and Lee is fairly sure a dog wouldn't be able to open it.
0: <laughs>
1: I tell you what, have you noticed There's like, there's been this complete imbalance, like the butterfly flaps its wings. Since we have warmed to Lee, they've all started trashing him on the archers. <laughs> like, Joy really went in on him today, calling him cack-handed. And is that
0: politically correct, cack-handed? Uh, that was something oh. I thought today.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's one for... That's yeah, one for sure the, that. the Twitter sphere, but Joy used it. I mean, she described him as that cack-handed, and then Tony said he's not much of a mechanic. Joy oh, also yeah. mentioned. Joyce mentioned. Yeah, he'll be able to protect Helen as long as it doesn't involve drilling holes in walls. Oh, <laughs> it's like, well, it's not flying like flying. it's not likely to really, is it? I don't think you know, no, unless it's kind of like some saw type ending where like Rob is in between the drill and the wall. Mm.
2: Because, of course, Tony did bring round some kind of disc thing for the drill, didn't he, that had a standard shank. That was I liked that term. That
1: was I thought you would like that. Yeah.
2: It's just a standard shank tonight.
1: <laughs> there was also that moment where they, they had the heart to heart and it, Tony rang him to tell him the story of, well, Johnny was doing it and it took ages for him to get there. Johnny's been helping out with flyers because Tom never gets much yeah. custom from the Beechwood <laughs> State. And Lee was like... Tony, what the fuck are you talking about?
2: <laughs> what Is Rob f- here or
1: not? <laughs> and then at the end he was like, you know, he was in your garden. And then there was that moment where Lee was like, I'm way ahead of you, Tony. I was like, he was gonna say, I'm gonna paint an even bigger spider on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good
0: bit. Can I just take a moment to apologize to Matthew's mother for that F bomb? I know that she finds her oh. son's swearing very offensive and quite quite difficult to deal with. So sorry about that, um, uh, Mrs. Matthew. Uh, uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah,
1: sorry, mum, if you're listening.
0: Yeah, uh, we did actually manage a couple of weeks without any swearing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said effing at one point, Peter, which is worse.
0: Is it? You think what you think? Just have the courage of your convictions and go yes. in there with the with the with the effing and the jeffing. Is it alright? Say effing and jeffing.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, mean, I only had to, I did the edit last week. I only had to bleep twice, and they were both carry. I think. Oh, oh God! You know what, <laughs> right, up. right at the right at the off, Kerry mm. swore. and she also said, uh, "F you both" at the end oh, of yeah. our our
2: trailer. I said, "bastard" as well, and that wasn't beeped out. Is that a lower uh, level thing? I think, I think it's, it's a the lower level. fine,
1: isn't it? Yeah, um,
2: but you know, like going back to go, going to, back to the arches and Lee saying, "There's definitely something going on." What well, is there definitely? How how? What do you guys think? You know, is isn't this... that
0: the scriptwriters talking to us through Lee? <laughs> I mean, a bit. Do you not think? They're, sort of, they're saying that, you know, by, by having Lee say it so certainly, it kind of gives us permission to buy into the intrigue and to buy into the idea that it's not you know it's not something inconsequential.
2: Or it's just showing us that Lee is super protective and wants to do his very best utmost to protect our Helen.
1: The very fact that the R word has been used so many times already now makes me think it's not Rob. There has mm. to be some other explanation. I know that I thought that possibly Philip did a jailbreak, fell over the wall, landed on his head, and he's got Harold Bishop <laughs> style amnesia. And he's just wandering back to where he remembers vaguely living.
0: What's Philip's son called again? Gavin. Gavin. I mean, that's that's a good point. Maybe Gavin's this, maybe the, oh, the old laptop, maybe there's something in the cupboard that um, Gavin needs to get hold of.
1: Could it be one of the horses who's escaped their captors?
2: What, Banjo? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't actually hey say what the shoe print looked like, did they? It could be, <laughs> <laughs> it could be a <laughs> oof.
1: Because there was that point when he said to Lee, he was like, do you think it was one of yours? He was like, I don't know. He looked, <laughs> looked a bit like a horse, Tony, to be honest
2: with you. <laughs> and he said something like, you know, there was a shower last night. So what, what are they looking at?
1: I thought he was using the passive voice and he meant Helen finally had a shower last night. <laughs>
2: But none of this is actually that unusual, is it? Out of the ordinary that there could be a man in the street doing nothing, a footprint on your mud, and a gate clanged. Why are they suddenly scrambling to the? Police? Well, you two
0: are cut from such different cloth from me when it comes to this stuff. I'm much more happy to be led by the script writers, I think so. Mm. You know, I didn't. I didn't have any doubt at all. I was just like, oh, they're telling me it's Rob i believe it's Rob. Okay. Like, so I'm not, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying like, that is interesting to me that you, you, when you're listening, you kind of have that kind of, um, obviously questioning voice in your head.
2: But I'm torn because I would like Rob to come back, but, but, but I just think this is all a bit daft. And there were other clues where they dropped like Tony, when he, he was saying about having found a disposable barbecue and cans at Primrose bank. I think it was, Yes. Uh, little signs that someone's around. I did notice... it that... doesn't
0: seem like Rob.
2: No. But then, and Pat said, all those ring pulls and bottles. and I thought, there aren't any ring pulls nowadays, are they? Because they've got those things where it doesn't come off.
1: I found a ring pull the other day somewhere, and I was like, that must have been there for at least 25
2: years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, little signs of us meant to... Be thinking about
1: Rob, but I think they've gone too early on Rob for it to be Rob. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: that's disappointing.
2: Someone else on Twitter said they think he's just going to appear and like bam as a surprise, not any of this kind of obvious build-up.
0: I just, you know, I don't feel it's very Robby to be skulking around and to be kind of like loitering behind the, you know, behind the windows. I think he's had enough time to regrow his kind of you know thick carapace of certainty and alpha maledom. You know, what, you know, no matter how um, in his head it is, and he would be coming back and jabbing his finger in Lee's face and being obnoxious. I don't think he would mm-hmm. be Sculpting. running scared.
1: Mm-hmm. Who in the immediate customer service industry of Ambridge, like the village shop or the tea room, wouldn't know Rob? If he was to walk in and order a coffee or pick something up in the shop, would there be anyone behind the counter who wouldn't know him? That would be a great way to bring him back in. Like he'd just casually mm-hmm. walk in and buy a packet of digestives.
0: Well, he could, he should, I mean, it's a shame you didn't apply for Adam's job. He would have, you know, he's massively oh, yeah. <laughs> qualified. He could have, um, he With a have
1: disguise
2: on, like a ginger yeah. beard or something. <laughs> and, some, and some really thick glasses. <laughs> My name's Bob Kitchener. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know. We will we'll see. Is it is it all right? Is it all right to want him to go on a bloodied and lengthy killing spree, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and to end up wearing um, Pat's um, sort of skinned body like <laughs> like a shroud? <laughs> is that <laughs> is that bad that I want that so much?
2: No, perfectly reasonable. I think. No, I know. think.
0: I
1: think Peggy's been dreaming of that for years.
0: Yeah, I just. <laughs> I you know I've had enough I've had it I'm so sick of them and I and I have I have softened as I've said before I have softened on Helen because of her sort of interactions with Lee it has made her a bit more tolerable but not to the extent that I wouldn't sort of roll back the months and the years a bit to really kind of enjoy um rob getting stuck because i as I, I did i just it never upset because i because they are fictional characters i never had that kind of oh my god what's happening to poor helen it's just like no it's mm. you know they she's awful he's awful um, yeah. and so i just had a kind of disp- dispassionate remove from the whole thing
2: yeah she was awful before all of that happened
0: yeah definitely and also also terrible things can happen to terrible people
1: not nearly enough true <laughs> True,
0: but like you know, I mean, it's sort of you know when these when these awful bombs got dropped on the many cities, um, you know, around the world, you know, Dresden, Hiroshima, etc. I mean, some bad people died as well, not just good people. I'm not celebrating any of the deaths, but you know what I mean. It's it's not a um, the fact that Helen had some very bad things happen to her doesn't mean that she's not a dreadful human being.
2: Yeah. Mm. Mm, point I feel well like i just
0: I feel like I've just invited a uh, Dresden style <laughs> <Yeah>. hail of. <laughs> of <laughs> corrective um we just uh, basically um,
1: tried peter's just tried to a uh, a hot take on the bombing of dresden carpet bombing of dresden yeah, and hiroshima
2: it was almost <laughs> worth it cuz some bad people cuz got...
1: some guy that was like evading tax was incinerated
0: <laughs> yeah okay that's not what i said <laughs> <laughs> I, within 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 the large majority of people who didn't do did, did, did not deserve bomber, bomber <laughs> harris's vicious and completely unnecessary attacks you're backpedaling
2: now bread fucker. oh yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i am back-peddling. i am massively backpedaling because i i just want to make it quite clear to the people of hiroshima and dresden i do not celebrate your pain
1: <laughs> i tell you what pia after this a lawsuit from Enya is going to feel like a fucking walk in the park. Yeah,
2: what have you done? I no.
1: did,
0: I did, I did listen. I did listen back to that, and I don't, you know, I, is it? I don't think we said anything that is, um, is truly libelous.
2: No, you were, you were very gentle about her, weren't you? The worst thing we said was that
0: she was a forty stone. Who <laughs> a poo storing recluse?
1: <laughs> she did apparently get quite litigious with the Fuges over a sample, but I don't think we're in that territory.
2: Why did they say something about scones as well?
0: I did I, after the show. I did listen to Enya this week, um, just as sort a of remind myself of you know what what she did, and um, yeah, that won't be happening again for a while.
2: Sail away, sail away, sail
0: away. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Anya joins us right now. Anya, <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> surprise <laughs> guest Peter
0: yeah well um okay Kerry that's one thing is um we're gonna need your scone recipe on the um on the, on the special um we've we've uh so Rob coming back is it do we is there any more that we need to say about that no. do we do, do are, are any of our th- basically it's all so vague isn't it none of us have anything this if you have to sum up this week it, the, the, it was all very kind of transitional it was all moving things on there was nothing kind of particularly concrete or kind of like meaningful it was all sort of just sort of you know tiny tidying up some loose ends
2: yeah Poppy won that plate with a monkey on it thing didn't she for old um... oh my
1: god yeah <laughs> best monkey on a plate yeah
2: the annual cup for that um in memory of joe wasn't it i think jennifer did quite well there to be honest bless her she mm. was she was a good egg with her pram shoes and giving the plate thing prize away that was nice um yeah flour and produce it doesn't interest me in the slightest i don't know about you two but fries trug of vegetables or whatever it was
0: well hopefully hopefully their their mm-hmm. sort of memorial to joe is also a memorial to that as a trope in the show because there is certain there's a there's a point at which kind of nostalgia for bygone days, which is definitely part of the Ar- archer's appeal, um, runs out, and a kind of anachronistic sort of determination to cling on to stuff that's just no longer relevant to the country that we are now begins. Mm. And I feel that we're much more in that in the second part when it comes to the flower and produce show, some of these kind of village events.
1: Are you saying time is up for the Newant Onion Fair, Peter?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I forgot that your that um um your uh, is it your dad's village which it's is not my dad's just, like, village,
1: no the new Nguyen is kind of slightly on the other side of the Severn, heading towards the forest of Dean.
2: Uh, oh, there was a weird thing that Jennifer said, wasn't there? That was, well, not weird, but how she suddenly said it was a bit odd, where she was talking about the Harold Asquith from The Echo. <laughs> and she said the dead hand, you don't need to talk to me about the dead hand of patriarchy in
1: Borchester media. Yeah, because they've, isn't the entry still going through on Harold's name, despite the fact yeah. that his wife is is exhibiting?
2: Oh, is that what it was? I thought it was a woman journalist has to use harold asquith's name
1: i think you might be yeah i think you're more on the money there yeah 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 Uh,
0: how bizarre is that this is back to this is back to what i was saying about stuff that just needs to kind of like they need to they need to clear house with a lot of this stuff that's going to be knocking around for years ridiculous like you know just the idea that there's a sort of well-staffed local newspaper that's 20 years out of date
2: yeah yeah because it wouldn't be the borchester echo would it really like the evening argus which is our local paper used to just be brighton and now it's like for the whole of the south of england or something and
0: it's bloody awful and it's basically uh, an estate agent's news sheet with oh. a, a few with a you know a few pictures of sort of like emma radicani on the back um and then you know local girl made good or whatever that kind of story and then and then some disproportionately um you know like uh, um to do copyright bill hicks you know um wheelie bin tipped over in tidmouth um, sort of <laughs> style story on the front and
2: an unreadable website yes
0: of course all these yeah. you know, all these all of all of the tropes
1: one of the few reasons to remain on facebook is the page angry people in local newspapers holding things up which is just a series of Photos of people holding something they bought yeah. that
0: has let them down,
1: That's and cool. the ensuing story.
2: I've got a whole book of those. It's there's a guy on Twitter who wrote it. I have the book here. Might yeah, is it Alistair Coleman? Might be. Can't remember.
0: On the show's uh, uh, credits on the on the show's um, notes that we put out, uh, you know, and go out, cause it goes out into all the podcatchers. I'm going to put on the Framley Examiner and the personal ads page. It's absolutely extraordinary. It's a fake a fake local newspaper um it is not safe for work at all, so um, if you see it, if you if you are a little bit of um, you know nervous disposition, do not click on the link otherwise click on it and you will laugh um, uproariously. So yeah, as I was saying, we've had great numbers um, the last week uh, in terms of our um, in, in terms of people tuning in. so that's absolutely fantastic. Um, we're incredibly grateful. I mean it has it's been a weird couple of months because all three of us have taken, a little bit of time off here or there so to come back the three of us and do a show together last week and such and get so such a big uptick in numbers was really it was really good for my morale how did we how did you two feel
2: yeah i mean it was because i came back wasn't it <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's about <laughs> the beautiful chemistry between the three of us gary but yeah,
1: i think it was because people wanted to hear the highlander backlash Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, you don't want to see what's going on in my DMs, Kerry.
2: Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, they wanted me to be owned totally publicly. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Well, I feel you did that yourself when you did your stupid tweet along to the film. <laughs> anyway. um, but, you know, let's not get this. We've already had, there's been already been a lot of acrimony off air. So let's try and keep this civil. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but um, there is some exciting um, news. I'm going to be, I, my dad is over from America, so I'm completely um, off the radar for a week. But it coincides with, you're gonna, there's going to be Kerry and Matthew recording in the same room. In Porto soon, so without—and um, this isn't who I am—but without Papa Fickling there to uh, keep a steady eye on things and um, um, uh, help moderate the drinking levels, so just how out of control is it going to get?
1: Well, what, you get in quite late on a Wednesday, don't you, Kerry? Yes. Yep. How late? Do you know?
2: Oh God, I can't remember. Yeah, no, it's about seven PM, something like that. Not not wildly okay. late. So I'll meet my mate Jeremy we can we can suss that out the practicalities but yeah we probably will have a few ports won't we or something
1: i think so i mean sod's law after 3 months of pretty much just enjoying myself that does fall on my first proper full week back at school <laughs> teaching the kids so mm. it'll be it'll be interesting but uh, i'll have to be no i won't be on my best behaviour that's a complete lie good <laughs> Yeah, and it'll be a good warm-up for when we get with Peter uh, mm. and he, he breaks his duck for the first time in a while and we have to put him to bed for the first time in his life. <laughs> yes, in the recovery position. Yeah,
0: with my bucket. Mm. My shoes, my, my boots by the bedside. And my and Hide the and my cribbage bucket. board, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the was, porto t-
2: thing is 6th of October is when I go out there. So it's that, that patch of time
0: so that's going to be absolutely brutal so um if you want to get questions in for our well first of all do you want a this episode secondly please get questions in for the warps episode um and you can do that so by uh, emailing us at hello at the cider com, and then on twitter it's um at the
2: CiderShed pod so you can either tweet us or dm that account and it's me generally speaking on there so yeah, um, I, I won't delete any that you send in that I've deemed to be inappropriate. So anything
0: is welcome. And Matthew, if people want to um, uh, ping us on the Instagram and the Facebook, they go to... Well,
1: if they want to ping us on Instagram, it's the same as Twitter. It's at the Cider Shed Pod. And on Facebook, ever the hypocrite, it's not the only good thing. Angry people in local newspapers. There's also the Cider Shed Podcast, which is a group that you can join on Facebook.
0: Fantastic. I've enjoyed this, recording this far more than I enjoyed the week of the Archers. Um, I'm hoping that next <laughs> week we're going to be ankle deep in the blood of Rob's victims. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, unfortunately, I think you guys might be right that they're um, selling us a bit of a pup. You've convinced me.
2: Yeah, we shall see. Although someone did put on Twitter tonight, spoiler, I don't know what they've seen, but that they said that someone, Helen maybe, is going to get pinged an image from the security camera, and it's Ooh. something to do with Kirsty getting the shock of her life, apparently, or something like that. So maybe it is.
0: Maybe uh, my Gavin theory is is the um, yeah, correct one. Could or,
2: be.
1: or it's or it's one of the lads. I think one of the horses. And thank God if Kirsty's back in it because I haven't done my Sean Dusch impression in a long time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, we're going to get an even bigger uptick in listeners next week. I discussion? mean, at
1: this point, you know, Peter, you're you're co-hosting with Enya and Sean Dyche.
0: <laughs> Any man who'll have sex with bread will will definitely um, lower himself to that. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a complete whore, so yeah, I'll you. do anything. Uh, well, with that horrible information <laughs> <laughs> ringing in everyone's ears, um, I'm going to say goodbye.
2: Yeah, see you next week.
1: See you, bye. had barred our-